This is a podcast from Rover. Uh, welcome back in. What a way to start our Saturday morning there. The Saturday edition of Rex catching up with, well, out of the... Uh, out of uh, southwestern Victoria there, and great to uh, chat um, uh, to Jackie Elliott there, around, of course, the founder of Rural Women's Day over there in Oz. Rightio, a week of it, a week of it, and we're joined by the host with the most, Rex Today, executive producer, Dom George. How are you? G'day, team. How are you getting on? Yeah, no, good, good, good. Hey, good Dom. Thing. Yeah, we're firing. What a week of it, eh? Ag emissions pricing. Has there been really any other story? There hasn't, and I don't even know where to start on this one. Um, I've read so much stuff, and as I know you, you both have as well, and uh, producer Aaron Speedy's been doing a heck of a lot of reading as well. It's, um, yeah, it, it's insane when you look at it, really. Actually, the more I look at it, the more I'm thinking this is um, – a very unviable kind of a uh, document that's being proposed here. I was trying to put my head into the um, scenario where if this is actually a reality, and uh, I'm Bex, I'm sure you're doing that, not in the hypothetical sense, but in the very real sense as well. Um, certainly, thinking, certainly am. Yeah, and thinking, how on earth does this actually work? What does it look like? And yeah, the more you do look at it, and because the and really okay, the, the the key thing for me, right? Well, there's a few of them. But one of the things that stood out is uh, a couple of uh, paragraphs in the government's proposal that basically said, "Look, yep, no, we understand uh, this will basically decimate a lot of rural communities." Uh, look, I'm paraphrasing here, but the the effect is, um, you know, this is basically going to uh, strip away a lot of jobs. There'll be a lot of um, hardships, a heartache, and uh, mental stress, and things like this as well. I'm thinking. Okay, but, so it's okay. they, <laughs> but it's okay. But it's okay. Don't worry, guys. Yeah. You know, um, they're flagging this. Like, I agree. Um, you know, I'm terrified. And, and then you think, well, every time I look at something like a, like a global dairy trade or, or, or um, you know, returns for our red meat exports, um, what about all the work uh, that's going on in the strong wool sector at the moment? Like, I, I honestly believe they're making real strides in, in that sector. Um you know, uh, pulling it back from basically the doldrums. And we may not be seeing it yet, but I think what uh, some of these groups are doing um, is actually meaning that in maybe, I don't know, five, ten years' time or something like that, we might start to see the fruits of uh, of some of that. Um, so w- where does that go if 20-odd percent of sheep and beef farms go by the wayside? Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, every way you look at it, it just seems utterly bizarre to me. I just don't quite understand. And then... You look, what is this thing about trying to be world first and stuff like that? Like, what are we, 0.17% of, um, you know, oh. like global emissions? or what? what oh, it's, it's it looks so good on the world stage, yeah. Dom. It looks so good on the world stage for our esteemed leader over there in the United Nations, New York. Oh, I mean, well, just, yeah, just not, so, yeah. Some have suggested that. Yeah, um, well, I have just yeah, well and truly. I, yeah. Well, 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 I, I, yeah, that's right. I, I just wonder as well about that um, this global perception thing. So on the one yeah. hand, you know, but we, I think we already send most of our stuff high end stuff anyway, um, and they're saying it's going to be like more of the premium and stuff like that. But if, if if you're saying that customers and markets are demanding, um, you know, that food is produced in a sustainable and climate friendly way and that sort of stuff, well, if you are the like we're the best in the world already so that's a pretty good claim like 
you know, if you're looking at a sports team or a sports tournament or something, you always go, well, who's the best? Who's the number one team? Or, you know, who's the number one seed? Well, we are. So, so like, why do we have to, like, isn't yeah. number one enough? Wouldn't you have to be one plus or one A or something? Like, I, don't, I, don't, I don't quite, I don't, yeah. I don't get, I, I just I, don't understand any of it. Like, I'm I trying. get that we have commitments that we have to make and that doing nothing is not an acceptable option. I understand absolutely. that. But as a farmer, and I have to declare a conflict of interest because this absolutely affects me and my family um, and everything that we've worked for. And it does feel, and I, I'm a glass half full kind of person generally, but I'm not going to lie up and a bit emotional about this because I think about our future and our community's future. And, uh, you know, it, it just, it just terrifies me. And it feels like, um, yeah, we're already the best at what we do, like you've pointed out, Dom. Um, mm. But it feels like it, it, none of that matters because the top priority is is the climate change, meeting these obligations, how we are perceived uh, globally. And, you know, I really feel like it's like, who cares about the farmers? And I'm sure that's not, not the actual reality, but that's how it feels. Yes, Um Again, see, isn't it hard with all of this stuff um, to actually articulate where it actually is? I, I guess the the thing that scares me a little bit as well is having seen uh, consultation processes in you know in play. I, I'm as Hamish, we've spoken about this before. Mm. I'm very skeptical of a consultation process. It's only six weeks anyway, yeah. and I feel that. Um, these things are platitudes. They'll say they're not, and that's it's fine. A done, um, it's but, a done deal, isn't it? Yeah, the, well, in, in my experience, and, and if you look through, you know, the last decade or so of, um, you know, consultation periods, how mm. much of what is proposed by those whose feedback is sought actually comes to fruition in the final wash-up? Mm. For mine, mm. 99% of something's already set in stone. They may throw... A little, like that, you know, there'll be a tweak here, a little, a little tweak there potentially, and uh, they'll go, there we go, we listened and uh, we, we, you know, gave you what you wanted, sort of thing. But it's like, well, uh, a lot of people are saying um, that this is not what we wanted at all. We didn't even want, uh, you know, Hewaka Ekanoa in its form proposed by the thirteen uh, industry groups. So it's a, it's a massive mess. Um, the world will be watching, I think, um, you know, to see if we actually do go down this road. I don't know what that will mean as well. But I have not detected that the support from um, uh, urban New Zealand as well has been very, very strong. I've just been monitoring the Today FM text machine, actually, um, throughout the course of the day. And it's uh, overwhelmingly in support of, of farmers and our rural sector. I think a lot of people realise with COVID as well, guys, that, um, you know, uh, industry that can generate over $53 billion in export earnings at a time where nothing else was going on economically at all, that um, it yeah. would be a very stupid thing to do to um, kick that into touch, wouldn't yeah. it? Look, yeah, absolutely. So so what sort of, what's the sort of comparable thing I'd like to ask the question of is going to be happening to tourism along these sort of lines? Would you put the red bands on and kick them in the guts as much as happening right now for farming? Question for you, Bex, on the farm there. You will know your numbers. You'll, can you give us an idea of what this means 
to your bottom line or to the fact that somebody might just come along and say, look, we want to plant you in trees and here's, here's, a, here's an outrageous amount of money per hectare, which yeah, makes well, it pretty hard to stay around. Well, I think mm. the second option that you've just mentioned is probably the most likely for us because mm. we do live in an absolute hotbed of we are a target area. We've had yep. a lot of farms sold to pine trees already. Our roads are falling apart as it is. We live yep. 45 minutes from town. Living in an area that, you know, when you drive, all you see is pine trees. It's dark. It's horrible. Who's going to want to live there? Uh. I'm not going to lie. My husband and I have had these conversations. Do you take the moral high ground and be like, no, I'm not selling my farm to trees. No one wants to sell their farm to trees, right? But yeah. um. Does it make any sense if someone comes along and offers us this astronomical sum when we could move closer to town by a smaller but perhaps more productive farm? You know, and it would be such a shame because we have worked so hard. You know, we've doubled the amount of paddocks. We've just built new cattle yards. We plant native trees, poplar poles. Um, we've planted some unproductive country in pine trees. I'm not opposed to pine trees in the right place at all. Mm. Um, they make sense in a lot of cases. Um, our farm is a productive, profitable farm, and it it would be very sad if that was to be the case. I couldn't tell you the exact financial impact this will have on us. My husband has been to the workshops. We have done the know your numbers. We we do yep. know roughly what the tax, you know, what it would be. But it just seems crazy to me that you can say, you know, 20% of sheep and beef and, and it's just gone, mm. and that's okay. Yeah. Do you not care about these people? Yeah, like, no. no they I'm clearly sorry, don't. I'm not going to yeah. get upset about it, but yeah, do you no, not, no, do you not don't. care about these people? Because I feel like they don't. They don't. They don't. Um, and I think it's certainly, I think it's got a little bit of, you know, I think there's some personal input uh, over the good of the wider community coming on into a lot of this. Um, yeah, and that urban support you spoke about, Dom, I mean, I mean, it is there because there was no better reflection of a changing tide than the mayoral uh, results that we, you know, that, that came through, mm. you know, yeah. whereby we've had enough of this sort of woke PC bollocks and we look so great on the international stage as I swan around. That's changing, you know. Um, And and people are looking and going, decent farming folk who proved during lockdown they're the backbone of this country and almost apologising for not giving farming enough kudos. But people are. They certainly are. I tell you what, there's way more support for for the urban world, thankfully, because of COVID. Uh, Sorry, for the rural world, from the urban world. That's one yeah, it was one of the sort of yeah. the un- unintended yeah. uh, consequences, wasn't it? Which uh, yeah. which which pop up from time to time. And uh, look, I think you know, generally speaking, most people just see common sense in issues, or they at least try to, anyway. Yeah. You know, and yeah. uh, I think mm. a few people can probably see the. Um, I guess you don't. What would you call it? Injustice. I mean, oh, the way some people are talking about it, you 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 would, wouldn't you? It wouldn't be too strong a word. So. Yeah, and I look, I totally get it. I see it. And you're right, Bex. I mean, it's not like people aren't doing anything either. Um, you know, it's just it's just turned into um, a, a, a real cluster, uh, yeah. you know. Yeah. And this whole, this whole point of you, from central government, local bodies, you can look after the whole trees thing, you know, but, but we're going to run the water. I mean, hold on a minute. I mean, I just, yeah. This. Yeah, and I tell you what, in, in, the, in the last couple of days as well, there's been a lot of meetings 
because um, trust me, I've tried to get politicians on the program, and, and a lot of people have, uh, are travelling or attending meetings to do yeah. with three waters, to do with climate pricing, to yeah. do with uh, all of these sorts of things. It's um, it's game on now. People are mobilising and going right. Where do we stand? What do we need to do? How's it looking? How much influence can we exert here? This sort of thing. So uh, watch the space. It's going to be an eventful few weeks, I think. Yeah, it certainly is. I just want to sort of finish by the the. Talking about decimation of a rural community, and I believe we were decimated. Now, Rogernomics, uh, everything that happened, uh, SMPs, kind of had to happen, right? We accept that, but, and it, but the way it was, the way it was bashed through, the implementation was so uh, shockingly hard to start with, right? So the difference between my community, Appity, and the northern Manawatu, and in 1985 as opposed to by 1995 was massive. By 1995, it felt like the sort of the wheels had really come off, and uh, the slash and burn had come through with the dairy, and they weren't paying enough attention to their land. They were just wanting to, you know, that, that's changed, thankfully. But again, do we want to go back another 30 years? Do we really want to have something that comes in and does this? My point, in 1989, sold uh, 250 hectares for $500,000. That 250 hectares now, and that was, the, <clears throat> that was the market, that 250 hectares would probably be three or four million now. But yep. if the tree guys came to us, they'd want 10 million. Mm-hmm. And we'd pay, oh, of course we'd take it. It'd be bloody hard not to. Well, it, you can't blame people, yeah. you know, you really can't. It's a lot of money. Yeah. It's a fair old amount of dosh, even for a man like who swans between Dunedin and Wanaka and lives the lifestyle, <laughs> a whiskey drinking lifestyle of, of. I tell you, sometimes Dom, when I think of you, just to try and get things on a slightly brighter note, I think of Mick Jagger. I don't know why, but it's just something. Really? About, yeah. Jeez. It's when you do your okay. shadow boxing that you're a bit like Mick on the stage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Well, yeah. You're the first person to ever have uh, likened me to Mick Jagger, mate. I'll give you that. That's a first. Is that Major Weekend? It's, yeah, it's a, it's, I don't know. I'm now confused. <laughs> I, don't go, I, don't, I don't know what you're trying to tell me there, but you know. I think um, it's a compliment. Yeah, I think it's a compliment, Dom. <laughs> I think it is. You're a good yeah. man, Hamish. Thanks yeah. so much. Right out, um, mate. Yeah. Excellent to chat, as always. That is uh, Dom George, executive producer of the Rex team and, of course, host of Rex Today, 12 to 12.30. You'll get that right across the country on Today FM as well. Righty-ho. Uh, next up, we're going to turn our attention to... WorkSafe NZ Health and Safety.